All right, welcome to, I almost said scum of the earth again, but run scripted episode 15. Um, tonight we're joined with by Robbie Bradley. He's a local out of Tennessee. He comes to a good chunk of upstate ultra races, um, but everybody knows him. Some would say he has a better beard than Jay Baker, and I think that's true. So we'll let that debate simmer for a little bit. Um, but we got an interesting story tonight. Um, Robbie just celebrated his one year sober, um, which is a great accomplishment. So we're going to dive into kind of what led him to go sober and the whole story behind that. Um, so welcome to the show, Robbie. Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, it's, I think it's a good conversation to have, especially um, we're getting through COVID and everybody's been uh, cooped up and I know a lot of people, I mean, some turn to more running, some turn to kind of the darker side. Um, so maybe bringing some of this to light will help some people. Um, but I just want to get your story out there because I think it's inspirational. Um, and I think it's impacted a lot of other people that may not know it. Um, but first, let's get to know you as a runner. So uh, first of all, where when did you start running? So I started running after probably two years after the army. Uh, I was out of shape and everything else, and I hated running during the army. Um, just we ran all the time. I was like, this is crazy. So whenever I got out, I definitely hate the gym. So I was like, I've got to do something to get back in shape. So I just picked up running and, you know, just, just running a few miles and then started running more and then kept running more. And, you know, by that point in time, I was running uh, half marathons pretty regularly um end up dislocating my ankle uh so i couldn't run for probably almost six months to a year in that time frame and uh finally got out and was able to run again and finally built up enough to run another half marathon and it kind of just i never ran a race to that point and my wife was like you run you should run a race i was like i just run for myself and she was like no nah, you you would like it so I ended up running a local half marathon in Tennessee and was totally addicted from that point on. Uh, you know, j jumped several years later. I'm at a upstate ultra event. It was actually prisoner of war. Um, was not my first one, but that's how I kind of became more part of the group and started volunteering and just basically running every race I could make it down there for. Um, I got hurt and was decided to come down anyways and volunteer. Um, was down there with like Deb volunteering and everything else. Uh, Matt's kids were there and somehow I ended up like holding Eleanor and I was like, eh. I was like, I'm freezing to death. So I was like, she's actually keeping me pretty warm. So she, um, you know, Matt came by and he's like, what are you holding my kid for? It's like, you know, this stranger here. And so we became friends after that point. And so after that, I was like, man, that volunteering is actually kind of fun. I was like, more people should actually do this and like see how fun volunteering is uh and just so i come down and just been addicted ever since do you remember what um that first half marathon was in tennessee uh it was the haunted half in jonesboro okay i don't actually it was probably in kingsport at that time it's moved to jonesboro now gotcha i want to i want to get out to tennessee to race some more races um i've only been out there a handful of times i was actually in tennessee last november and I didn't know it was going on, but they had the whiskey run half marathon going on. And I was like, man, okay. I, compl I completely missed it. 
But um, so what's the what's the longest you've gone? The longest I've gone was at Country Mile last year, and it was seventy four miles. The longest like actual other race I've done was a fifty one mile. That was the Badwater Cape Fear. Um, and I you are you're training for a Yeti one hundred, correct? Do you have any goals for that, or is it just get through it and finish? I don't know. I'm trying to see to what my actual goal, what I, because my weekly mileage is probably only like 20 miles, like, but I train, do other stuff. So far, it's been working out for me. So we'll see at Country Mile this year how far I can go, and um, I'll probably get a better time concept. I'd love to do it in sub 24, but we'll see if that's actually realistic or not. Yeah, I think it's doable. So what what's the other um I've seen it all on your um Instagram and all that. Um what other stuff are you uh you doing instead of running? So I do a thing called Burn Boot Camp. Uh it's uh they're throughout the nation, but it's basically kind of slightly crossfit. It's really high cardio involved, um, but with weights and everything else. But it's it, the easiest way to explain it would be to call it like some sort of like cardio CrossFit. Okay. Do you think it's so far helped your running? Uh, it definitely hasn't hurt. It's built me up. It's built my core up. It's built my leg strength up. Uh, just did CTR and did really well there. Got ninth place. So I'm not getting any faster per se, but I can definitely go up hills and not get injured. So that's a big plus. That is a big plus as somebody who's just starting to battle another leg issue. Strength is becoming paramount, especially when you get older. Yeah. All right. So now let's, uh, now that we get to know you a little bit, um, I guess one, one more other question. What's the secret to the beard? Or can you not share that? <laughs> I think it's, you either got it or you don't. There's no, you're either not going to grow it in or you can grow it. So. Some of us are blessed with this. Some of us are blessed with other things. Yep. <laughs> One thing I got blessed with was the beard. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. All right. So let's dive into, I guess, a little bit of a heavier subject. Um, so like I said, you, you just celebrated one year of um, being sober and giving up alcohol completely. So congrats on that. Thank you. Um, so let's, let's rewind way back to before you made the decision to go sober um and basically what your life was like coming to upstate ultra events coming um hanging out and um like just kind of every day like what was your relationship with alcohol at that point so i guess before i before i knew i had a problem or before my wife knew I had a problem. Uh, I was probably coming home and drinking a couple beers, you know, no big problem. Then on the weekend, going to upstate ultra events, running, and then going and drinking some more. Um, you know, just kind of typical, you know, I would say like the normal person would have, you know, you had it under control. Then at some point, and, and I want to say it's probably around COVID is whenever I noticed the big difference was, you know, you had to wear a mask and I just started drinking and then I would come home and have three or four beers and 
my cooler in the back of my truck was never empty of beer. Um, anytime my wife tried to bring it up, like, hey, you might want to slow down or something like that, I would get mad and fuss at her. And so that was kind of a, a weird issue and not good on my part. But, you know, I've come to Upstate Ultra events and, you know, just basically throw down like after the run you know, sleep it off and pack out my stuff and drive back to Tennessee and start drinking again. Um, and that went on for a good year, year and a half. And it was just, it kept compounding more and more to where I thought about beer all the time. I thought about liquor all the time. I just wanted to drink. It didn't matter. It was to the point where I was going to lunch and then drinking a couple beers and it's COVID, so you had to wear a mask and you had to stay six feet away. And so you'd go back into work. And I bet, like, it, as soon as I was back inside the building, it would just be calling for me. And I had that itch to, I was like, I've got to have a beer. Um, to like, whenever I would leave work, I would be popping the top on one as I'm driving out of work, on which, thank goodness, I didn't kill anybody or, you know, something stupid. That's just ridiculous. But, you know, it was just basically, it was like back whenever I smoked cigarettes and dipped, you know, it was just like that constant controlling your life. You had to have it. Yeah. So do you think it was kind of enhanced by COVID just because of nobody's close to one another? Everybody's at home. Everybody um, is staying apart from each other. Were you just trying to find a, I don't know, necessarily build a, fill a void or something or is it just something that was hey it's there and I'm gonna do it COVID definitely make it easy made it easier for me to drink a lot but I don't know maybe it's because like everything was closed down and something like that it's like hey you know this is just a thing to do um but you know it didn't matter what I did at that point I was drinking while I did it right so I guess then fast forward a little bit um so i mean obviously you're starting to realize okay there's a problem but there is that there's always that i guess aha moment or i guess an epiphany moment of realization of okay i got a real problem and that happened i believe at prisoner of war in was that 2021 yes so take us take us through that night because I, was that it was super rainy that night wasn't it it was rainy that night. It was, everything was just straight up mud. It was a bad night, but I get there and I've already had a couple driving in, uh, meet up with Matt and Jay there. And I know I had a 12 pack of, uh, a hazy little thing in my truck. The next morning I had 10 left and I drank some of Jay's beer and we had, I don't know how many shots of fireball that night. But, you know, it's just kind of us sitting around the fire talking and, you know, drinking, eating Jay's raw hamburgers, but <laughs> we'll let that slide. Uh, you know, and it just, the next morning, whenever I woke up, I felt just horrible, absolutely horrible. I was laying, I went back to my tent and tried to just lay there and uh, sleep it off. And like, every time I got up, I was just sick. And I was like, this is not how I want to live my life. This is not, I was like, I have to make a change. And like, so like before I'll go back, um, I tried like, okay, let's, 
not drink during the week and we'll only drink on weekends. So I'd make it through a week and then drink on the weekends. Well, and I was like, hey, I did really good. I'm going to reward myself about having a midweek beer. And that would just end up snowballing. And I never could make it, you know, multiple, multiple weeks like that. And like, or on the weekends, I would try to make up for what I missed on the weekdays. Yep. Um, so I was, it just never worked out. I'm, I have a highly addictive personality and I know it. I mean, just from when I, when I used to do cigarettes and dip and everything else, it's just, I'm kind of a person like, you know, go big or go home. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. So, but that night was, that was definitely the turning point. And finally, whenever I made it back to Tennessee, like I had to stop several times because I was dry even and, it was just a bad trip home. And I was like, that's it. I'm changing. I'm stopping drinking. So, and I haven't yeah. had a drop of the drink since. So you, you quit cold turkey, just yes. nothing. Did you no. have any, I mean, I'm sure that urge was still there for a while, but do you have any, I guess, withdrawal symptoms or anything? Or were you just, it just in your mind, it clicked and said, I'm done. I'm not worrying about for, it. I think for me at that point, it just clicked. And I just didn't want it anymore. Like I never had, I don't think I had any, like any time before that I would have had like cravings, but after that point I didn't. And I was like, no, this is, this is it. So. Right. Um, so I was, I mean, so I guess you could can maybe call the sickness on uh, Jay's raw hamburgers and maybe that helped you out a little bit, <laughs> but uh, either, either way. We're still going to blame it for the raw hamburgers regardless. So. Yep um either way you've gotten this realization um and you've decided to quit cold turkey were there any tools that you used um to kind of help you along this route did you I mean there's I know there's AA meetings and all that but I don't know did you get into any of that stuff no I didn't it was it was a mindset thing I mean I told my wife whenever I got home I was like look I was like I'm done I was like I'm not going to drink anymore and, you know, she was very supportive of me, like, the entire time. I'm pretty sure she was very, very happy about that fact. Um, she probably didn't, you know, it probably, like, took a little bit for me to prove to her, yes, I am going to stop drinking. But, you know, luckily I didn't have to do any kind of AA meeting or anything else. You know, I think it'd be great if somebody had to do that. You know, everybody's out there to support you. You know, you could come talk to me or somebody else that's been through it if you needed to but yeah I mean that's that's the nice thing about the running community <laughs> so we're all out there to help everybody so um and I, I mean I I like alcohol I always have um and I definitely had my periods of I drank way too much as well um and I, I know everybody else has and I know ultra events they're known for the fireball um it's a big old party but there is always a healthy relationship you can have with it and I want to advocate for that um like don't be a drinker to drink or just to just to do it to fit in we're gonna accept everybody we still accept Robbie no matter if he's drunk off his ass or if he's sober as a whistle um so if anybody's looking for help Robbie's always want to talk to any of us. Uh, Matt will talk to you. I'll talk to you. Um, but we can help find any help you need. Um, so if anybody's just dealing with that, 
feel free to hit us up. Um, so after, I guess, going cold turkey, and now you've you made it a year. So, and I know you've kind of gotten to the non-alcoholic beers. How has that been? Has that, I mean, I know that I've had a few myself and um, the taste is actually pretty dang close, but has that even like remotely try and like trigger that response at all? Or is it just completely a different drink? Uh, it's kind of just a completely different drink. It'll be something like I use, like if I got tired of drinking water or like at a social, like, like at CTR, I had some, but it's to the point now, like I, unless I'm out in a social setting and like, even then like half of them end up like halfway drunk, undrunk. So I'm basically going to quit that because they're too daggone expensive to, uh, you know, do that with. Yep. And I really didn't, I didn't, enjoy, you know, I enjoyed them for the first little bit, but it never triggered a response. Like it was definitely the alcohol because I really didn't care what I was drinking at that point. So, yeah. Um, so I guess just a, a hypothetical, say that switch never s switched over to say no, what do you, I mean, I don't necessarily want to go down a dark tunnel here, but what do you think would have happened had you kept going down the route that you were going? Probably either been fired from my job for drinking or, you know, gotten a DUI or goodness gracious, who knows, might have killed somebody. You know, my wife might have left me by this point. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Either that or she would take a skillet to my head. Yeah, that'd probably be the first thing I would do. <laughs> um, so, I mean, your wife, she said you're his biggest supporter. Um, obviously, she's by your side through thick and thin. Um, so that had to help. Um, is, did she do anything other like to directly help you or is it just kind of the emotional support? Uh, mostly the emotional support. Okay. You know, everybody's been great. Like, you know, even at the races and stuff, Anyway, I get offered beer. I was like, no, man, thanks. I'm sober. And everybody's like, oh, great. You know, and, you know, everybody really kind of like, you know, thanks. It's great. And everything else. Everybody tells me like, oh, that's really cool. And everything else, even though as they're having a drink, but, you know, everybody's been really supportive of me. Yeah. And um, we're, all, we're always in support. You're a favorite person from Tennessee. I think you're, are you the only one from Tennessee or do we have a few other groups now there's a few others there's like uh the grays michelle oh yeah yeah whole group i forgot they're from tennessee, uh, too. tennessee. okay they, maybe... don't, they don't come to as many races as i do so right you're you're the the highest attendee tennessee we'll go with that <laughs> <laughs> um so how has also i mean coming to that's the other thing is um with upstate or any ultra event being a party there's people drinking and all that. How is that? Because I know that, that even for me, I go to an ultra event and I see people drinking. And I said, "Oh, I could use a beer." Um, but how has that affected you? It kind of. I made the decision that I am a former drinker. I will not drink again. Um, so it doesn't really bother me. Like I, you know, we're around people all the time that drink. I went out to tap houses and breweries and stuff, and you know find usually like now they have like LaCroix or something else there and you know 
you give me that and hey, it gets bubbly. I can pretend it's something else and it doesn't really bother me. I don't have a craving. It's a good old Millie making her. <laughs> um, have so you you basically you've learned to say no if somebody yeah. just hands you a beer and says I I don't want it. That that's that's a I mean that's the strongest thing right there is being able to say no um, because everybody <laughs> in this world wants you to be a yes man, um, and saying no is probably one of the hardest things out there. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, like, that's one that goes back to everybody being supportive. Like, I've been offered beer several times, and even at, like, the barbershop I go to, it took them probably about almost a year to quit offering me a beer every time I go there. And they're like, crap, I forget that you're sober. And so it's just kind of one of those things. I think they felt bad. I was like, you know, it's not – I'm not tempted by it, so, you know, you're okay. So, you know, if somebody was tempted by it, it would be hard. But, you know, it just takes a little bit of time, then you're – once everybody realizes, hey, you're the sober guy, or hey, you know, don't offer it to him. So, but everybody's right. been great about it. Oh, yeah. I'm probably guilty of a few times asking if you wanted a beer. <laughs> um, so I guess on the, on the healthier side, because obviously you're not putting junk into your body, I'm not saying that beer is complete junk, it's carbs. Um, but how has that affected your running and your general daily well being? I this I definitely feel way way healthier not drinking. Uh, even after that first month, I felt so much better. The little bit of a gut that I did have, you know, it started melting away, and you know, alcohol suspends like you know you being able to process food and nutrients that get stored as fat, and like all the good nutrients basically kind of get flushed out. So. You know, as much alcohol as I was drinking, there was always alcohol in my system. How did, other than, you know, we touched on uh, your wife, but how did drinking every day um, and being kind of in that, I don't know if you're in a constant buzz state or whatever, but how did that affect your relationship with other people, like outside of your inner circle, basically? Uh I don't know. I guess some people just kind of laughed it off. Maybe I don't, you know, there was also a lot of that was during COVID too. So you know, we just weren't around a whole lot of people mm-hmm. uh, like my neighbors and stuff. They all drink and everything else. So it wasn't a big deal to see me out there drinking and doing stuff. And, you know, I don't ever remember just being fall down drunk. So I'd like, I would keep that constant steady buzz going all day long and that's the what i crave for now you try to keep it in that sweet spot and where you can still function so you were always ready to play the perfect game of beer pong yeah <laughs> um so i guess to, so we can maybe try and blame something else on covid because covid's the the root of all our problems but if covid hadn't happened would you be where you are today or would you still be a drinker no i would probably end up being where i was today anyway i think it might have been like several months or a year or so later but i was headed down that slippery slope anyway just Mm -hmm. covid made it easier i got you um so yeah so i mean 
over one year sober now and you're never you're never going back which is very respectable um so let's jump we're going to jump over to just some rapid fire quick questions um before we wrap up here um on a more of a lighter note um favorite ultra and why uh probably paris mountain uh back when we had the 50k would be my favorite so ctr is my new favorite now that that is one of my favorites for sure just because of the the views i don't think there's not a lot of races that you get that many views on the east coast yeah um do you have a favorite distance 50k 50k until you run the 100 right yeah <laughs> run the um let's see i'm just trying to think favorite hmm you have a favorite campfire story that you always had to tell people uh i've got a favorite story that i like to tell people because it annoys them it's uh, about a purple gorilla that's locked up in a cage we're gonna tell it here it takes too long all right so next time you see robbie <laughs> at an upstate ultra event ask him about the purple gorilla <laughs> um all right so i guess what do you uh, on a note of gratitude and all that what do you what are you grateful for right now uh Grateful that I've got a great supporting wife. I'm saying that because she's sitting right across from me looking at me. Um, I would have said it anyway, but uh, I don't know. I've just got a good life. You know, she lets me come to a lot of races. I mean, it's like at least a two hour drive down yep. there. So like most weekends she's in tax season right now. So, you know, I take off and still get to run races and, you know, as long as I cook and clean while I'm here. And so that's probably what I'm most grateful for. Awesome. I think we've only seen your wife once, twice. She's been to a couple. She's run one upstate ultra race, uh, Sadler's Creek. She that's did right. the 25K there. Yep. And she's been to a few other events. Yeah. Well, bring her out more. We'd love to have her. I try. Um, so I guess on the, on to, to conclude and wrap up what's what's next on your schedule what, what are you coming to next or what are you racing next uh definitely doing country mile it's up in there whether i'm not i'm doing the ultimate challenge the ha half marathon That's and i've got the uh, week before yeah okay then I've definitely got knock on wood and then i guess camp yeah camp's coming up in august um New location. We're sitting down at Jones Gap. Um, I've already told Matt that I want to go run the Foothills Trail and or at least pieces of it. Um, but taking a group out there to do maybe the bench marathon would be tons of fun. It's about 22 to 24 miles. Um, so yeah, so that's awesome. Um, it's got to be better than me and Will going up uh, <laughs> freaking Mount Mitchell again. Yeah. And I, after I bailed on you guys, that was, that was probably a smart decision on my end. It was a smart decision after like the three or so lightning strikes and then the hail, you know, and the flood coming down. 
Yeah, I still would have that. I mean, that's got to be an experience. Um, so I guess since we did favorite ultra, but do you have, I mean, I guess this would probably fit in the same way, but do you have a favorite like ultra event that you've never run or that you've attended? Uh, I don't know. I probably have the most memories from uh, Prisoner of War, both good and bad, you know, kind of getting to meet everybody and then also the other stuff, but it just kind of depends. I'd probably say, probably right now, Prisoner of War, that also I can think of. Yep. That, that I volunteered was... for. And like, I've never ran Prisoner of War. I've always just volunteered it. Oh, really? I thought yeah. you ran it. Nope. I've ran the loop, like just train. Oh, wait, Dark Horse. Actually, Dark Horse is my absolute favorite. That's a good one. And like I run the midnight race and that's it. And, Were you... and I thought like seriously, like whenever we ran it, I was like, oh yeah, I'll be able to keep up with Alex. No, you've gotten like way, way fast. I was like, what in the world happened? That's what happens when uh you're still young. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I just want to end on a note um for anybody who's listening. Um if you're having um, an unhealthy relationship with alcohol and either you don't know it yet you know it um, and don't know what to do about it reach out to one of us um, Robbie's always on Facebook Instagram he'll he'll respond to you um, but I, I encourage everybody to find that happy relationship with it um, because it can be enjoyed um, either without any of it or with some of it um, it's it's individualistic just like running is um but we're all on the same journey we're all out there to support each other so if you really need help um hit us up there's resources out there um i'm sure a quick google search we could connect you with a counselor or anything therapist anybody anything that you need help with but don't be afraid to ask that's with i guess one more question for you robbie was there Anything that like, I mean, you, you, you switched over, said, no, I'm done. But did you have to ask anybody for help and how, like, because I know a lot of, a lot of us asking for help is difficult. Um, so how did that go for you? Luckily for me, I, I didn't have to ask anybody. It was just like, that's it. I'm done. Like my, the POW was such a bad event that it just, I was like, no, I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. So actually I have, uh, I have a couple of buddies that I talked to beforehand and, uh, Jeremy Reynolds and, uh, Jeff Winchester of the ultra running guys. Like I, whenever I'm down on the coast, like I talk to them and go run with them some, um, and they helped me out and like gave me some advice and stuff. Cause both are, I don't know if Jeff used to, I know Jeremy used to drink and he's probably like six years sober or more. Um, and you know, he was talking, you know, we have deep conversations whenever we're running. So that would probably be my biggest person that helped me out through it. Awesome. So, yeah. So don't be afraid to ask for help. We're all out there together. We're the whole upstate running or upstate ultra crew, the scum crew. We're all out there to help you um, to reach out. And I want to thank Robbie for sharing this part of his life um, because I think it's a very impactful story. Um, it's definitely impacted me a bit. I've toned down my own drinking, um, not because of you, but just because I've seen, you know, I mean, your running has improved. 
And I just, I mean, it just was something that I think clicked in me, but not, not like I'm, I'm not, I wasn't at the point of cold Turkey, but I think in others I've seen it click, start to click as well. Um, so once again, congratulations, um, one year sober, we'll see you at two years. Um, and thanks for telling your story today. I appreciate it. I like the, um, I know a bunch of people like do that dry January. So, I mean, like I know St. Patty's day is coming up. So, you know, after St. Patty's day, you know, try it for a month, see if you feel better, you know, that might be like the, uh, the, you know, kickstart that you need. Hey, I feel better. I'm just going to keep it up from now on. Yeah, for sure. The, I've, the, for building a habit, I think it's, there's a general rule of thumb. You have to do something for more than two weeks in a row before it's established as a habit. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what you need. So think about it, take, take 30 days off and see how you feel. And then if you don't have the desire to go back, don't do it. Um, any last parting words? Nope. Appreciate you having me on. Glad to have you anytime. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you guys want to reach out to us, just hit us up on Facebook, Instagram. You'll see us around. So have a great night.